Chapter Thirteen of the Soul Winner's Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Soul Winner's Secret by Samuel Logan Bringall. Keeping the Flock the soul winner must give much time and thought and prayer and effort to keep and strengthen his converts he ought to say with paul now we live if ye stand fast and again like paul he should pray night and day exceedingly that we might perfect that which is lacking in your faith first thessalonians three eight and ten paul's ambition was not simply to get people converted and united with some local corps or church but to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. See Colossians 1.28. There is a danger of spending far more effort and care in getting people to the penitent form or the inquiry room than in keeping them after they are there. After a baby is born, it must be intelligently and constantly cared for, or it will very likely die. Soul winners are not spiritual incubators but fathers and mothers in israel with all the measureless responsibility not only of saving souls but of keeping them after they are saved the general once said to a few of us on a new england train look well to the fire in your own souls for the tendency of fire is to go out and yet a fire will never go out if it is frequently well shaken down and fresh fuel is added we must look well to the spark of fire kindled in the hearts of our converts and fan it gently but surely to a flame and help them to care for it that it may never go out the saddest thing in all this mighty work of soul saving is the fact that in so many instances the fire goes out the light ceases to shine the salt loses its savor and the soul that was redeemed and washed with precious blood made a partaker of the holy ghost and had tasted of the good word of god and the powers of the world to come falls away and returns to its old sins like the dog to his vomit and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire judas backslid from the very face and ministry of jesus himself and on another occasion after one of his searching sermons we read that from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him john six sixty six paul had to mourn the backsliding of demas who loved this present world he foresaw and foretold the backsliding of some of the ephesian local officers see acts twenty twenty nine to thirty and after his mighty victories there which radiated to all the surrounding nations he had sorrowfully to write to timothy this thou knowest that all they that are in asia be turned away from me of whom are phygelus and hermogenes offenses must needs come and backslidings will follow but the soul winner must strive mightily against this until like paul he can appeal to his people and say i take you to record this day that i am pure from the blood of all men for i have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of god acts twenty twenty six and twenty seven he must not only save sinners but must keep his converts one a they should be visited some time ago i called at a corps in california the ensign met me at the train and on the way to the quarters remarked we got one of the worst drunkards in town saved last night and i have seen him twice this morning and he is doing well of course he would do well with such love and care as that if they cannot be visited at once 
drop them a note and enclose a suitable tract a business man about fifty years of age together with his wife got saved at my meetings i missed him one night then i wrote him a note telling him i was praying for him etc the next night he was present and told how he had been sorely tempted but that note blessed him and helped him to get the victory he became a good soldier in all probability it was that timely little note written in five minutes and costing only two cents to mail that kept him saved b they should be encouraged to read their bible daily together with other good books the red-hot library is well adapted to young converts when i was in boston as captain i went to the bible society and got them to donate me forty little five-cent testaments one of which i used to give each convert after having marked a number of helpful texts and written his name on the fly-leaf years afterward i was visiting a corps a young man asked me if i didn't remember him i did not he pulled out a little well-worn testament pointed to his name and asked if i knew that writing i did said he you gave me this testament years ago when you were captain in boston i have kept it and read it ever since and i am to be sworn in as a soldier tonight c they must be taught to pray and urged to much regular and frequent secret prayer until they know its sweetness and unspeakable necessity and profit d they must be instructed to keep believing and made to see the difference between sin and temptation e they should be patiently encouraged to work for others especially for their own people andrew findeth his own brother simon and he brought him to jesus the bible says that our converts must do likewise f they should be patiently tenderly firmly led into the experience of sanctification or perfect love they must not be allowed to stop at consecration but must be pressed on into a definite experience of full salvation it was at this point that president mahan says finney failed during his early ministry he was unexcelled in getting sinners to a complete renunciation of all sin to a making right of all past disobedience followed by a complete consecration of all to jesus he would start them off for the future with vows to obey god at all points while nothing was said to them about trusting jesus to cleanse their heart at once and fill them with the holy spirit our vows are only ropes of sand until the holy ghost has come with consuming fire into our hearts filling them with perfect love mahan says no individual i believe ever disciplined believers so severely and with such intense tireless perseverance on that principle as my brother finney before he learned the way of the lord more perfectly appalled at the backslidings which followed his revivals his most earnest efforts were put forth to induce among believers permanence in the divine life in accomplishing this he knew of but one method absolute and fixed renunciation of sin consecration to god and purpose of obedience not a word about the faith that receives during his pastorate in new york for example he held for weeks in succession special meetings of his church for perfecting this work and never were a class of poor creatures carried through a severer discipline than were these years after as their pastor informed me these believers said they had never recovered from the internal weakness and exhaustion which had resulted from the terrible discipline through which mr finney had carried them when he came to oberlin and entered upon the duties of his professorship he felt that god had given him a blessed opportunity 
to realize in perfection his ideal of a ministry for the churches. He had before him a mass of talented and promising theological students who had implicit confidence in the wisdom of their teachers and with equal sincerity would follow their instructions. He accordingly for months in succession gathered together these students at stated seasons, instructed them most carefully in regard to the nature of the renunciation of sin, consecration to Christ, and purpose of obedience required of them. Then, under his teachings and exhortations, they would renew their renunciations, consecrations, and purposes of obedience, with all the intensity and fixedness of resolve of which they were capable. The result in every case was one and the same, not the new life of joy and peace and power that was expected, but groaning bondage under the law of sin and death. At the commencement and during the progress of each meaning, their confessions and renunciations, their solemn consecrations and vows of obedience were renewed, if possible, with fuller determination than ever before. Each meeting, however, was closed with the same dirge songs. Look how we grovel here below. Return, O holy dove, return. And as they went out, not their songs of joy and gladness were heard, but their groans. They followed and followed hard after the law of righteousness, but did not attain to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, that is, by self-originated efforts and determinations. Mahan's Autobiography, pages 246 to 7. Thank God Finney learned better, and soul winners should profit by his example. Converts must utterly renounce sin, make wrong things right, and consecrate themselves fully to the Lord to obey Him in all things great and small. But they must understand fully that that is only man's part, and that they must now wait on their Heavenly Father and believe for Him to do His part, which is to cleanse their hearts and fill them with the Holy Ghost. They must continue in glad believing, wrestling, never give in, prayer, till the Comforter comes into their hearts in all His cleansing, sanctifying, comforting power. They must tarry in Jerusalem till they are endued with power from on high. They must believe God and receive the Holy Ghost, remembering that God is more willing to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him than parents are to give good gifts unto their children. That is so. Hallelujah. I have proved it. 2. The soul winner should so organize his work and train his people that he shall have wide-awake, willing workers and local officers to assist him and looking after the converts. He will take patience and tact and prayer to train these workers, but it will abundantly repay all effort. To every man his work is his inspired plan. Moses had such helpers. See Exodus 18.21-26. Paul depended much on such help. 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, Titus 1.5. But there must not be too many irons in the fire. Everything must be subordinated to this one end of saving men and making them into valiant soldiers of Jesus Christ. Paul said, This one thing I do. Organization must not be overdone, lest the workers become like David and Saul's armor, lest they become like a mighty engine that has not sufficient power to run itself. Let the machinery be simple and the divine Holy Ghost power be abundant. For this there must be much prayer and patient waiting upon God. The power is his and can be had when persistently, believingly, humbly, and boldly applied for. Glory to God. 3. 
love must abound in england france germany and other european countries the populations are practically homogeneous that is in england they are all english in france french etc but in this country we are mixed people with different ideals tastes maxims prejudices hereditary instincts influences and religious training which make it more difficult for us to combine for religious purposes and work harmoniously together in order to do this we must be melted or heated by a great common passion and welded together like two pieces of iron until there is no longer greek or jew englishman or irishman french or german american or european but christ is all and in all love is the only thing that will do this and love will do it i heard one of our officers say i got saved in an army meeting where i could not understand a word spoken but the love of jesus was there and i understood that in cold weather men of all nations will gather round a stove in which there is a fire and so they will gather around officers and soldiers who are full of love love is the bond of perfectness according to paul it is that which quenches jealousies destroys envyings burns up suspicions begets confidence and holds men together with bonds stronger than death let us have it and have it more abundantly more love more love more love without it we are nothing we may be gifted in speech and song as an angel we may be shrewd and far-seeing and able to accurately forecast the future we may be encyclopedic in our knowledge and we may have mountain-moving faith we may be charitably inclined and feed and shelter many poor to the extent of using up all our resources and wearing out our bodies but if we have not the gentle holy humble long-suffering self-forgetful unfailing unsuspicious self-sacrificing generous lowly love of jesus we are nothing we are as sounding brass and tinkling cymbals first corinthians thirteen one through eight it was this love that enabled paul to write i will not be burdensome to you for i seek not yours but you and i will very gladly spend and be spent for you though the more abundantly i love you the less i be loved second corinthians twelve fourteen and fifteen and here is another bit of paul's autobiography that ought to be put on the wall of every minister's study in every officer's quarters throughout the land every word of which is freighted with the love that filled his great heart for yourselves brethren know our entrance in unto you that it was not in vain but even after we had been shamefully entreated at philippi we were bold in our god to speak unto you the gospel of god with much contention for our exhortation was not of deceit nor of uncleanness nor in guile but as we were allowed of god to be put in trust with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing men but god which trieth our hearts for neither at any time used we flattering words as ye know nor a cloak of covetousness god is witness nor of men sought we glory neither of you nor yet of others when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of christ but we were gentle among you even as a nurse cherisheth her children so being affectionately desirous of you we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of god only but also our own souls because ye were dear unto us for ye remember brethren our labour and travail for labouring night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you we preached unto you the gospel of god ye are witnesses and god also 
how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe as ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children that ye would walk worthy of god who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory first thessalonians two one through twelve and again he says i kept back nothing that was profitable unto you but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house i am pure from the blood of all men for i have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of god therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years i ceased not to warn every one night and day with tears acts twenty 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 six twenty seven and thirty one this is the love that will build up our converts and nothing else will we must have love 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 we must look for love pray for love believe for love we must exercise love ourselves and inspire all our people to love and when they will watch over one another and pray and weep for each other and bless one another and be united as one man and the gates of hell cannot prevail against us oh that we all as soul winners may have melting baptisms of holy love that shall make us like jesus patient gentle faithful courageous tireless undismayed and utterly unselfish then shall our spiritual children abound and be strong and the army of the lord shall become more terrible to evildoers than an army with banners if we haven't this love god will give it to us in answer to persistent believing prayer he surely will glory to god end of chapter thirteen